It may not mean nothing to y'all But understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I want this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Shut this shit down in the mall And telling that girl she the one for me And I ain't even planning to call I want this shit forever, mine, ever, mine what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the 4th and 45 podcast. This is our first show of the 2020-21 college football season. You know, honestly, it's been a long road from the time the coronavirus happened to now. We honestly did not know if we were going to have college football. But as of yesterday, it is official. College football is back, and we have got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the FCS Guardian kickoff game that went down last night that officially started the college football season. We're going to look at what the Big 12 is planning in terms of what they're going to do with their season. There's a lot of talk and a lot of rumors going around that they may be looking to start their season a little bit late. We'll see how that's going to affect all the plans that we've got going on. And could we see a super conference format happen? As I said, the Big 10 conference uh, has canceled fall sports for the time being as well as the Pac-12, and a lot of teams are looking to join other conferences. And we'll get into that shortly. And then we'll have the conference predictions and the college football playoff prediction. So, it's going to be an exciting time. Let's go ahead and get right into it. First off, folks, we can now officially say that college football is back. The University of Central Arkansas played the Austin Peavy in the FCS Guardian kickoff, and the Bears of Central Arkansas took that one from Austin Peavy, and it was an exciting game. It was an exciting game. On the first drive for Austin Peavy, they, they took it to the house. I mean, it was everything we had hoped for. You know, th- this is what we were missing as, as college football fans. We were missing the pageantry, the tradition, just everything about it. And it, it just felt so refreshing to have college football back and to know that now we can look towards the future. But there's some teams and some conferences that aren't looking towards the near future. They're looking for a possible later future, and specifically the Big Ten. The Big Ten Conference, along with the Pac-12, announced that they would be canceling uh, fall football despite uh, the We Want to Play movement from notable players such as Trevor Lawrence, Chuba Hubbard, to Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. Uh, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten canceled fall football, but and it, and it looked as though as they weren't going to play until the spring. But now, with so much backlash from not only players but media pundits, uh, it looks like they're going to try to start around Thanksgiving, which honestly... Come on, Big Ten. If you're going to do something, at least stick to your guns, stick to your convictions. If you're going to say we're not going to have fall football, then don't have fall football. But now that we're seeing the backlash of that, we're seeing players transfer. Washington State uh, had a wide receiver transfer to Oklahoma State. Uh, I think Cal had a has an offensive lineman that's in the transfer portal officially now. I mean, why, why would you cancel it and then come down later down the road and and say, oh, oh, okay. Well, now, now we're gonna we're gonna try and and start football later. Either have football when everybody else is gonna start, or don't have it. 
It, that's my opinion. If you're going to say something, then stick to it. Don't come back and say, oh, oh, oh. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna start later than Thanksgiving, and I can tell you right now, the NCAA they're not gonna bow down to you. The SEC, who is their baby, has already said we're gonna start on time. We're gonna start in the fall. So either you're gonna start with us, or you're just not gonna play. So Big Ten Conference, get it together. I mean, my goodness, for the longest time I had you as a second ranked conference of the Power Five conferences, but now you just look really, really weak. Okay, and props to the players who wanted to play. Props to Justin Fields, props to Trevor Lawrence, props to the three Nebraska players that filed a lawsuit against the NC against the Big Ten Conference because they want to play. Okay, and folks, I can tell you right now, these kids are ten times safer with the with some of the best medical staffs in the country, with some of their with the coaches who care about them, who care about their safety. They they are ten times safer. If you think I'm wrong, look at Amen Ongbong Bamiga and Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State. Both of them tested positive for the coronavirus. If you watch our time Oklahoma State football on ESPN Plus, you will see when Amen Ongbong Bamiga tested positive, he was he he was quarantined. He went into self isolation, and he and now he's back. He's fine. So what is the what is the point of canceling the college football season? That that just made no sense to me. Because if you cancel the college football season, then these players aren't going to have any reason to want to come to school. They're going to they're going to go back to their hometowns, where I can tell you right now, especially in Oklahoma, mask ordinances aren't followed, social distancing procedures aren't followed. So these kids are more likely to catch it than they are with their teammates, and with their coaches. But Big Ten Conference, grow some balls. Either start when everybody else is going to start, or don't have college football. Don't sit here and say, well, we're going to start late. Because then that throws a wrench into everybody else's plans. You're going to have teams that are going to be on undefeated streaks. You're going to have players that are in their prime form. And then you're going to start in Thanksgiving and say, oh, well, we'll just catch up and we'll still and we should still make college football playoff. No. No. Either have the season when everybody else is going to start or don't play at all. And while we're on the topic of conferences canceling, a question, well, rather rather some rumors have been thrown around that we could be seeing some super conferences. And it's been in the works for some time. Uh, a rumor came out late last month, I believe, that Ohio State, Michigan, and Nebraska, and Iowa were possibly looking to join the Big 12 Conference. And that is very, very intriguing in my eyes, folks, because the Big 12 has been looking for some legitimacy. Ever since the college football playoff era has started, you know, Oklahoma has basically been running roughshod through the conference for the last four or five years, and they've been getting into the playoff just barely, and and then they get they get smoked by Alabama or Clemson. But basically, the Big 12 is looking for some legitimacy, because if you look at all the other conferences, all those other teams, they can afford a loss. In the Big 12 Conference, if you lose one game because there's only nine teams and they play round robin, the chances of you getting into the college football playoff are very, very slim. I know TCU, Baylor, they were 4-5 and five whenever they did it, respectively. Oklahoma's gotten in. But you don't have any breathing room after that. I mean, look at Alabama. Look at Clemson. Look at, look at Georgia. You know, these were teams that could afford to lose. 
Okay, they could afford that loss and say, okay, they still got X amount of games ahead of them. They're fine. In the Big 12 Conference, you lose one game. That could basically be it. I mean, adding a conference title game, that helps add some relevancy to it. But until you get more teams, it's just not going to go well. You're always going to have that, you know, monkey on your back. And so I think a super team conference would help the Big 12. It would it would certainly help them catch up in revenue. You know, I, I think they're like third or fourth in terms of revenue in, in the Power 5. So it would definitely help them catch up to the SEC and the Big 10 in terms of revenue. But, I mean, that's, that's some interesting games. I mean, you'd have Ohio State taking on, uh, taking on Kansas State. Taking on, uh, taking on Iowa State, like possibly Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas. Like, there's some very interesting games that could come into play there if that were to happen. And of course, you got you know Nebraska. That would be some old old rivalries from back in the old Big Twelve days that would certainly be reunited. But is it going to happen? Probably unlikely. But it, it's still something interesting to talk about. Uh, but. Yeah, so we'll we'll just see what happens there. Uh, excited to see what happens there. Uh, would definitely would definitely turn some heads and and would give the Big Twelve some legitimacy. But let's talk about the conference predictions now. So there there's three of the Power Five conferences that are going to play next week, I believe. The Big Twelve, the SEC, and the ACC all came out and said, "Hey, screw you, Big Ten, Pac twelve. We're gonna play some football." You know, our fans need it, our states need it, our players, everybody needs it. So we're going to drop our balls, we're going to play some big boy football. <clears throat> and I think it is going to be a very interesting season. Especially now that you have two group of five conferences basically saying we're not going to play. How does that shake up the college football playoff? Because you're going to have a two conference playoff. You know, there's going to be two teams from each conference, from one of the three conferences that gets in. That's just going to happen. And even if the Big Ten does start in Thanksgiving, the likelihood of them getting a team in the college football playoff, doubtful. Doubtful. And how are you going to schedule games? Even if you go to, I mean, you, you can go to conference only, but still. I mean, what does that say for your competition? Well, you only beat so-and-so. And your conference isn't really looking good. We've seen these. We've seen, you know, X Y Z teams since the start of the season, and they look really, really good. I just don't like your chances. But we're getting off topic. So, so my predictions for the Big Twelve. <laughs> I've got OSU winning the Big Twelve. Yeah, I said it, OU fans. Yeah, I said it, Texas fans. We're coming, and we're coming bigger faster and stronger than we ever have before. I'm going to tell you right now, this team could possibly go down as the greatest team in Oklahoma State history. And I'm talking better than 2011. Yes, you heard that right. Better than the 2011 Oklahoma State team that featured Brandon Whedon and two-time Bulletnikoff winner Justin Blackman. I'm going to tell you right now, Spencer Sanders is better than Brandon Whedon. Okay, Chuba Hubbard, we already know about Chuba Hubbard. I think Chuba Hubbard's going to win the Heisman. Yeah, I said that too. Chuba Hubbard will win the Heisman. He's my Heisman prediction. And I and I and I'm gonna give you an even bigger hot take. I think Chuba Hubbard can break Barry Sanders' rushing record. The kid is just that good. 
Okay, I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a running back with his breakaway speed. Once he gets past the second level, he's gone. You're, you're not going to catch him. Okay, this is a kid that ran nationally in track. He represented Canada in the junior games. He is an athlete. He is a thoroughbred. And he's got all the markings of greatness written on him. He should have went to New York last year, and the fact that he didn't was a travesty. So, yes, Oklahoma State will win the Big 12 this year. They will get to the college football playoff. Chuba Hubbard's going to win the Heisman. Tylen Wallace is going to come back with a vengeance because he tore his ACL last year. He's got something to prove. He's going to win the Bolitnikoff pretty much now that, you know, every other contender has opted out of the season. You know, Jamar Chase is the most recent one that he decided to opt out either, I think, today or yesterday. But he's out for the season. Uh the Minnesota receiver, I can't think of his name. Uh, the Purdue receiver, he's gone. So, it's Tylen Wallace's award to lose. It's Tylen Wallace's award to lose. And then you've got the defense. As mentioned before, Eamon Ongbong Bamiga, Malcolm Rodriguez, the best linebacker combo in the Big 12. And then you got Calvin Bundage coming back, who basically made Baker Mayfield's day at the office in Bedlam 2017 hell. He's coming back. And then you got the D-line that is going to be anchored by Trace Ford, who is an absolute beast. He's got first-round draft pick written all over him in the near future. Then you got Cam Murray. Then you got Braden Cassidy. These are some dogs. And then you got Kobe Harville-Peel, who's one of the top five safeties in the country. Rodarius Williams. Mizzou transfer Christian Holmes. Man in, man in the cornerback spots. These are some dogs that I'm talking about, y'all. If you have not seen this Oklahoma State team, you better see them. Because they are coming. And they are hungry. And they are ready to win. And the time is now for the Cowboys. And then in the conference championship game, I've got them playing OU. I just don't see anybody besides OU really going for that second spot. I mean, Texas, they're they're going to be there. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in the three spot. Iowa State, it's going to be a toss-up. You know, Brock Purdy, you know, Iowa State, who they who do they really have besides Brock Purdy? I mean, Brock Purdy, he, he's going to be a Heisman contender. Whether or not he goes to New York is remain remains to be unseen. But I think if it if it comes down to quarterback talent, Brock Purdy's going to win some games for the Hawk, for the Cyclones. But other than that, I really don't see anybody else besides OSU and OU really contending for the Big 12. And ultimately, OSU's going to win out. But the surprise that I have in the Big 12, and some of you are going to laugh when I say this, I don't think Kansas is going to finish last. I think it's going to be Texas Tech or West Virginia. I think Kansas maybe takes a step forward. Les Miles is building something. Granted, he's not building a national title contender. That's that's probably never going to happen for Kansas. But is he building a program that is going to be respectable and get bowl eligible in the near future? Yes, absolutely. I, I totally feel like Kansas can do that. I feel like they're capable of doing that. You know, they're bringing back Puka Williams. So, I mean, they're rushing it. their rushing game is going to be one of the best in the Big 12. Uh, he's Puka's definitely going to challenge Chuba for that top running back, for that top rushing spot ultimately again I think Chuba takes it I think Chuba breaks Barry Sanders rushing record and wins the Heisman but like I said Kansas could possibly 
stir some things up in the Big 12. They're going to be the shocker game. They're going to be that team that no one wants to play. They're basically taking Iowa State's spot that Iowa State has been manning for the last five years. They're the team that nobody wants. They're, they're going to be that team that nobody wants to play. They're that they're that catchy game. They're that trap game for this season. And then we go to the SEC. Honestly, I think it's going to be Florida and Alabama. I think Georgia might have a good shot at, at challenging Florida for that East Division crown. But ultimately, I think Florida's talent more talented. I think they're I think they're better coached. Uh, no disrespect to Kirby Smart, but I think Dan Mullen is is just building something in, in Florida. I mean, I'm talking, they, they may be going back to the Urban Meyer days where they're contending for national titles. And then over in the East, I think LSU does take a drop-off. I mean, they just got rid of Joe Burrow, and then obviously Jamar Chase is opting out. So, I mean, look for them to be maybe eight, seven games. I think that's kind of the floor for them. I mean, obviously the ceiling is getting back to the college football playoff, winning the SEC crown, but I, I just I don't think they can conquer Alabama. I don't think they can conquer Auburn this year. Uh, so I definitely think they take a step back uh, in terms of their wins, but I do think that they still win a lot of games. Uh, Auburn and Alabama are going to be the top two teams in the SEC West in the, or the East. I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. The SEC East. I think uh, I think Alabama's going to win the Iron Bowl. But I mean, look out for Auburn. I mean, Bo Nix is you know is is the second coming for Auburn. You know, he's their he's their quarterback that's going to lead them into the college football playoff in the near future. I just don't think it'll be this season. And the ACC, it's Clemson. Clemson for the Atlantic. I mean, that's like picking UConn for the NCAA women's basketball tournament. It's obvious that Clemson is going to win uh, the Atlantic Conference. I think that I think that Wake Forest is going to be this, the team that challenges them the most in the Atlantic Conference. I think Wake Forest is going to take some some huge leaps forward uh, in the Coastal Conference. I'm going UNC. Matt Brown is building a winner. You know, he's 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 building something in Chapel Hill. Sam Howell is going to be one of the best quarterback prospects that we're going to be talking about for the rest of his time at UNC. He's going to end up being better than Mitch Trubitsky, in my opinion, which isn't much of a challenge. Uh, but, I mean, in terms of that second spot, in terms of the Coastal Division, really, it's up for grabs. You know, Virginia is going to be competitive. Virginia Tech is always competitive. Miami could take a, a huge leap forward in the fact that they just added Derek King. But ultimately, I think it's going to be UNC. I think UNC is more talented. I think they're better coached than the other two, other three teams that I just named. So, I mean, give me UNC and Clemson in the ACC championship. Ultimately, Clemson is going to win that game and go on to the college football playoff where they're going to you know, be in the national championship game. And speaking of the college football playoff, all right, here's my predictions. At the number one spot, I, I got Clemson. Depending on what poll you're looking at, Clemson goes wire to wire, in my opinion. They go from number one at the start of the season, number one at the end of the season. At number two, I got Alabama. Alabama's going to get back into the playoff. They're going to be in the national championship, although I don't want to see Clemson and Alabama again, as do probably most people in the country. They don't want to see Clemson and Alabama again. It's just the same old story at this point. We're tired of seeing it. We want to see some fresh faces in the national championship. I think that's why LSU took everybody by storm because finally we weren't seeing Alabama versus Clemson 
for the seventh time at this point. It's become like the Rocky movies. It's just gotten old and tired. And LSU was like the creed that reinvigorated the franchise and the series and got and everybody got behind it. At number three, I got Notre Dame. Uh, I think Notre Dame is joining the ACC, I believe. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if they're staying independent or if they're joining the ACC. If they join the ACC, depending on what division they join in, they could meet Clemson in the ACC title game. I could be wrong about that. I'll have to fact check that. But if, if, I, if I'm right and they stay independent, I think they get in that three spot. If they stay in the ACC, they probably don't make the playoff. So probably give me Florida or OU to sneak into that three spot or four spot, depending on how the rankings go. But if Notre Dame stays as an independent, it'd be kinda, it would be kind of hard to do. But I think last time I checked, they're joining the ACC. So if they're joining the ACC, Notre Dame's not going to make the playoff. But if they stay as an, as an independent, they're going to be – they're going to make the playoff. I mean – NCAA, I mean, college football bias, you're going to go with the, you know, Notre Dame. You're going to go with the Blue Blood. If they if they go undefeated as an independent, they're getting in. Just simple as that. And then I've got Oklahoma State in the fourth spot. Uh, ultimately, though, I think it's Clemson and Alabama again in the national championship. I know, guys, it's not something we want to see anymore. But that's just how it's going to go down. I mean, it's, it's kind of destined at this point. Uh, so, yeah, Clemson, Alabama again. I'll have to again. I'll have to fact check Notre Dame. From from what I'm hearing, they're joining the ACC. I don't know. They may be independent, but if they're joining the ACC, they're not going to make the playoff. So probably look for OSU and OU or whoever is the runner up in the Big Twelve to get in there, or the runner up in the SEC to get in there. I don't think they'll put the runner up from the ACC in there because if we're talking about conference strength, I think the ACC is weaker in terms of the teams. But that's all I got for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'll be trying to post episodes once a week. But, you know, with work and and just daily life, uh, things get hectic. Uh, I'll be looking to post an episode after each Saturday. Uh, So look for new episodes every Sunday after games. And uh, I'm I'm ready to get on this journey. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.